When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, you already know I had me some fun recording this episode, okay? I got to talk about episode four of The Traders. Y'all, I've watched this episode like three times. It's my favorite one thus far. I'm sure episode five, once it comes out on Thursday, will be my new favorite. I just love this show, and I can't talk about it enough. I just can't. I love it. I do, okay? Sorry, I do. Y'all, but before I get to the traders, I had to talk about a couple of hot topics about our shows that we're watching. I had to talk about Anne-Marie versus the ASA. Child, a mess. I actually, I talk about me convincing you guys to bring her back for another season. Don't beat me up yet. Listen, I, I, I got things to say, okay? We talk about Erica Jane and her comments about Kyle Richards. And we talk about yet another child pornography scandal rocking the cast of Cheer over on Netflix. Child, I don't know what's going on, but it's as if one charge wasn't enough, they didn't have to get hit with 10 more. I, I just don't know what's going on. Before you get into this episode, drop down to the bottom of your screen or the top if you're on Spotify and leave me a five-star rating and review. You know, we love those. It's your new episode of Reality and Comics 2. Let's do it. Right, you're listening to Reality and Comics 2, the podcast that discusses all things scripted and unscripted TV and film. I'm Kendrick, but most of you know me as your mama's favorite black geek. You want some hot takes about the Real Housewives or Love Island, or maybe you want some hilarious insight on the Marvel Cinematic Universe or HBO's White Lotus or Euphoria. Well, you're in the right place. Grab a cocktail, sit back, and prepare to cuss and fuss right along with me. High heels on my titties. Don't they ain't got my nuts on my titties. Got me vitamins when I write the dicky. I took out the juice, bitch, by a sippy. Ain't never slippy like a Mickey. And your Tory Lane, bitch, I'm not Iggy. Hi, guys. What's up? Oh, my God. I'm happy to be here. Look, my schedule is a bit off right now. But that's okay. Y'all know when a rebrand happens, I'm going to go back to releasing on Mondays. And then I'll pick another day of the week, maybe Wednesday, maybe Thursday, to release a second episode. Uh, Right now, I'm kind of, it's so bad to say, I'm kind of in casual mode right now. I got a lot going on in personal life. A, a couple of things, only like a very select few of you know. I have something else besides the rebrand that I'm actually hoping to accomplish and just look, if you listen to me, if you love me, keep your fingers crossed, keep keep me in your prayers. They say when praise goes up, blessings come down. So just, just send up a couple of prayers for me. I'm hoping some big things are coming and I will be so, so happy. Oh my God, I'll be so happy. So I just need y'all to keep me lifted up in prayer so that I can hopefully get some, some tings going on, some tings, okay? Um, more on that later though. More on that later. Uh, hi guys. I kind of want to do, you know, I did an episode talking about Beverly Hills 
and talking about uh, who else, child? Uh, the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I talked about Salt Lake City last week. The first two parts of reunion. Talked about Beverly Hills. Uh, y'all know a lot. I'm not. I'm not watching a lot else because I'm kind of obsessed with the traders, and I really spend time rewatching those episodes. And then everything else I've been watching has been scripted. So I don't know. I'm having a good time, and I'll get back to talking about some other stuff. Like I'll bring Meredith Madison back into it, and you know we'll get into the things. But traders is what I love the most. Traders, from what I see online, is what y'all love the most. When I said should I cover it on the podcast, y'all over overwhelmingly said yes. So I'm here to talk about episode four today. But before I do, I thought we could still talk about the shows, but we can do it through hot topics. So let's talk about a couple of things, okay? A couple of things before we get into the things, okay? A couple of things before we get into the things, okay? Let's actually start in Beverly Hills. So one of the stories that really got under my fucking skin this week, and I know how y'all feel about her, I'm going to actually go defend her in a minute. Even though she on the show, she get on my damn nerves too. But the American Society of Anesthesiologists, oh, Chad, it's going to tear my ass up this episode. Anesthesiologists called out Anne Marie from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and said they put a whole thing of comparing anesthesiologists to nurse anesthetists. Whew, Lord, these words going to kill my ass, but don't worry about it. They did a whole thing about, well, We've been to medical school. They haven't. We have 14, what is it, seven, what, 12 to 14 years of higher education. They have five to seven years. We completed uh, up to 16,000 hours of clinical training. They completed 2,500. They don't participate in uh, subspecialty fellowships while we do. All this kind of stuff, downplaying all um, CRNAs like as a whole just to like, throw a dagger at Anne Marie. Like this is some the silliest, dumbest, stupidest shit that I've ever heard of. Why would you as a medical professional body attack someone else in the field simply because of a damn housewives show? See that's what I hate about all this damn clout chasing shit. Y'all the stupidest motherfuckers for thinking this is the the bandwagon mentality that I hate. And everybody doing this whole like jumping on the bandwagon so that they can get themselves a little bit of clout in this like you you're a medical board. What do you need to have clout for? Like if people are gonna come, it's I think the membership is pretty exclusive, right? You gotta be an anesthesiologist, right? So like what do you you're not gonna get new members from doing this. Like what's the point? They put a caption up with this disrespectful ass picture they said the real housewives know a fake. Anesthesiologists are medical doctors with more than 12 years of higher education and up to 16,000 hours of clinical training. Title misrepresentation has no place in healthcare. Now, look, had we seen Anne Marie say this on the show that she had told Crystal that she was an anesthesiologist, then that would have been one thing. Then I would have been like, okay, well, I still wouldn't have approved of this because that's some dumbass shit. But. I still, you know, it, it it would have made the misrepresentation part of it at least make a little more sense to me. Because I'm like, okay, she said this on the show, but that's not what her qualifications are. That might be a bit, that's, that's dangerous. Don't do that. But all we have is hearsay. This is housewives gossip. Housewives hearsay. Now, I'm not saying that Crystal is, isn't a reliable source. Anne-Marie, very male waves. She very, you see how goddamn tongue-tied I am. I'm so damn flustered by this issue and the fact that people are like going up for this shit that it's like tying my tongue. It's tying my tongue to talk about it. I, oh, let me get myself together. Look, I understand 
Anne Marie is not everybody's favorite on this damn show. But to call out an entire profession of people simply because of her is the silliest shit in the world. They need some damn review board to come down and attack their ass immediately because that is so stupid to me. And anybody hyping that shit up, you need to be ashamed of your damn selves. Oh, helpless. I just can't believe that. Crystal said that she had told her at a Christmas party a few months back. Oh, well, she told me that, uh, you know, she was an anesthesiologist. So she's been misrepresenting herself and all this kind of stuff. Okay, cool. I like Crystal. I'll believe that. Fine, whatever. But for a medical board to come on on something they didn't see with their own eyes and all this kind of stuff. Like, I just want to know, why did all the CRNAs have to take a damn stray because it is? All of them, really? Like, that's ridiculous as hell. I Let me tell you something, too. I firmly think, and y'all gonna be mad at me, I think that Anne Marie needs to come back for another season as well. And I'm gonna tell you why. I'm tired of the housewives trope of we get a new person in there the fans hate them so viciously. And then production looks at social media and says, oh, well, they all hate them. Let's get rid of them. Now, there are some, there are cases where uh, I think they get it right. Diana Jenkins, uh, uh, Jenny in uh, Salt Lake City, both of them needed to go because they were problematic. Like, there was a lot of shit going on like that we, that we didn't need on our damn TV. We didn't need, like, being spewed out in the public. I get it. Didn't need that. They should have gone. They should have been one and done. But for y'all, I, I feel like it is so dumb when production companies let audiences decide about their shows. Like, obviously, she's getting a huge reaction out of people. That's one thing. But now they're about to pivot from this. So, like, the next, she's not afraid to speak her mind. So, like, that's one thing. I don't mind. I, I, I like a housewife that's not going to back down or cower to anybody. So, while this was a stupid storyline for her to have, if we give her another one next season, it feels like she could actually do what the hell she needs to do. Now, I get it. Sutton, Sutton's one of my favorites on the show, too. You know, I love me some Sutton and Garcelle. But simply because you love Sutton doesn't mean you have to, like, have such vitriol for anybody that she goes up against. Like, we can do better than that as a is a reality TV viewing community, okay? We can do better than that. I think that she should come back, and I think it should be across the board. I always think that it takes more than just one season to truly cultivate a real housewife. And usually, let me tell you this, because I'm sure y'all know a few cases. Normally, when someone comes on and you love everything about them the first season, you hate they ass the next season. Hey, Leah McSweeney, how y'all doing? You all right? Yeah, that's happened in more than one occasion. So just saying, let's not be so quick to throw somebody away that actually has the potential whew, to be a good housewife child. Speaking of the real housewives of Beverly Hills, Erica Jane was on Watch What Happens Live recently, and she said that she wants Kyle Richards eviscerated at the damn reunion. I know that's right, Erica, okay? Look. Erica said, when I was going through my shit with Tom, y'all sat up there and made that shit a faux pas reunion. Y'all asked me everything from uh, uh dude, what color my drawers was to did I know how that man put that money in my account to every question under the sun. She says that since Kyle is going through her stuff in her marriage, she needs to get the same treatment. Okay, Erica, now look, I get the sentiment. I do get the sentimentation, okay? 
I do think Andy needs to ask Kyle every question under the sun from what is your exact relationship to Morgan Wade? Have y'all done anything uh, that would be considered cheating while you're legally married to Mauricio? I, I need all of that acts. I need Mauricio to come out. I need the daughter's front row, goddammit. Let them come out and see what the parents got to say. All of that. I need all that ass. But Erica... This is a little bit of a different situation, okay? We've seen many a housewife divorce. Yours, on the other hand, was shrouded in, uh, oh, how do I say this? Um, Ridiculous ass criminality. That's what I'll say. Ridiculous ass criminality. We didn't know at that time if you had a part in it. We didn't know if uh, uh if Tom was faking having these you know mental lapses that he couldn't remember uh certain shit. We didn't know what was going on. Okay, we had a whole lot of questions, and so did the federal goddamn government. Okay, and we knew it was a lot of stuff that you could not answer, but we needed to ask them anyway. So I get the sentiment, and I know since you were the one that was you know. You want to receive an end of it. So I get it. You do want her eviscerated. We do. Kyle needs to be here. To, we need a lot of questions answered from Kyle. That's true. We absolutely need a lot of questions answered from Kyle at this reunion. I think we need a whole segment with her and Mauricio. Because if this season ends in a separation like that little trailer was teasing, then we definitely know everything from the state of their marriage. Why this man been out here dancing with all the stars. He's supposed to just be dancing with his partner, but he been dancing with all the stars. We need to know that. We need to know why uh why Kyle had them big lesbian boots uh uh sent to her house. You did y'all see on the newest episode when she opened up them damn shoes? She said, Oh, these are Morgan's shoes. If them want the biggest lesbian shoes I'd ever <laughs> There was some big, you remember them, you remember them shoes uh, Alex McCord had on on the Real Housewives of New York, them Herman Monster shoes? Baby, that was the uh, the low top version of them damn shoes. I don't know what Morgan was giving in them shoes, but them was some big ass clown ass shoes, okay? She looked like she could have went and uh, did some juggling at a funeral with them ugly ass black shoes that Kyle ordered. Kyle, you need to be ashamed calling yourself a fashion woman and you send up the order and that shit for that lady. You know what? I... <laughs> Let me fall off of Morgan because Morgan is about the best thing to happen to Kyle. Kyle is like, walking around here cheesing and happy, tattooing that damn lady uh, uh, on Tatooine just as high. Kyle, please. I'm sick of all this, okay? I need you to figure out your life. And you know what? I'm... I'm okay with a little evisceration too, Erica. I am. I won't, I won't, you know, I'm okay with it. Now, it doesn't need to be quite to the same level that yours was. Um, no, <laughs> no. But if it is, will I enjoy it all the same? Yeah. Yeah, I will. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Erica. <laughs> Before I go to this last piece of hot topic. I want to say congratulations to Hannah Burner. Hannah Burner, formerly of Summer House, has gotten her first Netflix special. That is huge, child. On the heels of Cat Williams saying that them people, he didn't have, uh, what he said, 50 11 specials and them folk can't get one and trying to downplay it. <laughs> Cat Williams, please. Um, I, 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 congratulations, Hannah. 
you were always too big for Summer House was the problem. I'm sorry to the girls that don't agree, but Summer House was that girl when she finally came on her page in Jordan. That that season changed the show, honestly. The first two seasons, you don't need to watch. That was some dumb shit. But when they came on, that's when that shit changed. When she left, it changed again, and not for the better. Now we had to focus on Kyle and his marriage that don't nobody give a damn about. Now uh, Lindsay and Carl had to pretend to be in love all this damn time. We don't care about that shit either. Danielle had to lose her damn mind. We don't care about that either. Don't care about none of that. So congratulations, Hannah. You're winning. And then Kyle, Kyle Cook had the nerve to say, I don't know if it was at BravoCon or if it was just in a random interview, but they asked if somebody could come back to the show who would you want to come back? And he had the nerve to be the first one to say Hannah. Now, the way you ran that lady up off that show, I know you lying. Now, did she need to get ran off? Probably. But they should have been smart. I keep telling y'all, all these Heather uh, Gays and all these Kyle Cooks, y'all want to run the best thing off y'all damn show and then think that somebody going to give a damn. And I don't know. Y'all better make amends. I'm just trying to tell y'all. I'm not telling y'all from a place of standing. I'm telling y'all from a place of business. You need to know who you need. You need to know what's tea. You need to know how to move forward with a bitch, okay? Because if you don't, then they going to move forward without your ass when they cancel your show and then just tell us, okay, just tune in to the black version of this show on Sundays. Amir is good to look at. Uh, 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 Preston is funny and smart. Jordan will work your damn nerves, but she there too. She good. Jasmine don't know what the hell going on, but she pregnant with Silas, baby. Bria and that damn dog. Like, it, it, it's some good stuff, okay? Y'all tune in to that one. And then they can just put Sierra on that one because child she black enough okay anyway okay this is the one i want to kind of throw out there because -wee, it, it, it's a lot going on okay it's a lot going on now those of you that watch cheer on netflix you know that's the, we, we love us some cheer on netflix okay i tend to root for the other side but that's that's just one of my flaws okay i don't really give a damn um, but you know, the world got shocked when our fan favorite from season one, I think his name was Jeremy child. I remember, uh, he got convicted of child pornography, like possession of it. And how he was like, kind of, you know, the, the, the two boys spoke out and they said, you know, uh, he would like tell us to go in the bathroom and take pictures for him and do like this and do like that. And, you know, he got sentenced to some time, time. Okay. He got to do some time, time. Child, they didn't got rocked with yet another child porn allegation. This is the second time that child porn uh, charges have been, like, lodged against somebody on the show. This time, it's not a main cast member, but the main person, Monica uh, uh, Almadonna, is that it? Monica Almadonna, she's the cheer coach. Child, now her son, her son got convicted. He's, I want to say, 27, I think. He's 27. He was indicted on 10 counts, 10 counts of possession of child pornography, child. I don't know. We don't really know much about the case yet. It was not Jeremy. Jerry. Jerry was our fan favorite from season one. And then he got uh, hit with a 12 year sentence back in 2022. Um, I don't know what the fuck y'all got going down, going on down in uh, Texas, but y'all need to figure that shit out because this can't be no coincidence. It, the first time. Okay. The wool was pulled over our eyes. We didn't see what was happening. 
that's our mistake. The second time, this is something culturally. Like, this is a culture something going on. In te- I don't know if it's culture in the cheer community down there, if it's culture in um, uh, they particular neck of the woods or what's happening. I don't know what's going on, but at this point, y'all need somebody need to figure something out. And, child, I wonder if uh, cheer coming back for a season three because, Monica, we need to get your ass together, too. We need to see what the hell you got going on down there in damn Texas with your damn son that don't nobody know what the hell he doing. 27 years old. Look, child, ooh. He got, apparently had several videos of children under the age of 10 engaging in sexual acts. Now, this ain't according to me, okay? This according to everybody from the Daily Beast, U.S. Magazine, the New York Post, Page six, Pop Crush, TMZ. Everybody is reporting on this. Like, this is absolutely insane. Now, look. Now, y'all need to go ahead and come on out with another episode. If y'all drop them cameras, then uh, I need Andy and the camera crew right now. Stat, stat, stat. Dude, this is crazy. I don't I don't know. This is all very shocking. Like, for one, one TV show... To get hit with some child pornography like charges after we love that character so much, that's already wild. But to get hit with him again, again, y'all got two seasons, two different people charged with it for two seasons. Girl, y'all listen, y- y'all bad and average ain't that good. Season three, y'all better y'all better figure something out. I don't know what's going on, but child, let me move on to the traders because I don't know what they got going down in Texas. If you live in Texas, <laughs> drop me a five-star rating and review <laughs> and let me know what y'all got going on down there because, child, this a lot. I don't, this a lot. You know, Texas is big, like, in a cheer community just because of the number of schools. Football and cheerleading have always been huge in Texas. So, I I don't know. Some, I don't know. I don't know. I was about to sit here and speculate, but I can't. I don't know what's going on. I'll just wait for some more information like the rest of y'all. Let's move on to the traders. Something positive because this was yet another fantastic episode of reality television. Maybe my favorite episode of the season so far. This was just high comedy, high art, high everything. I don't know. I just loved everything about this episode. I was here for it. And let's kind of let me do a little a little recapping for you guys and bring y'all up to speed in case y'all for some odd reason haven't watched episodes one through three of the traders season two. I need y'all to be watching this, okay? Best binge you will do, watch the traders. Okay, so at this point, Johnny Bananas and Marcus, uh Jordan, Lars's boyfriend, son of Michael, child, former ex-wife of Scotty. That's beside the point though. Uh they've both been murdered by the traders. And Peppermint and Max from Dance with the Stars, they've been sent to banishment. Now, this is where we have some discrepancies. Only like a few of y'all, a very like handful of y'all. I think Donnie was one of them. Donnie, if you listen to this, Donnie from the uh, I Am The Cuban podcast. Uh, I think Brandon, uh, Be Good, who y'all know uh, has come on the podcast many a times. Both of them and a couple of the people that uh, follow the Instagram account, they said that they heard them mention Deontay uh, was not going to be there anymore. He chose to left. I've watched this episode now three times just because I love the mess. And I could not find anywhere where they actually acknowledged this. Like from from Allen, from production, from the cast, anybody. I did not hear it anywhere. I don't know. I just happened to be watching uh, Dan Geesling's live, his Instagram live after the last episode, after this episode ended. And someone asked him about it in the comments. And he said that he chose to leave. And it really hurt Dan because Dan loved him. He was one he was like most starstruck to see. He's a big boxing fan. And he wished that Deontay would have stayed. 
if you watch the show, Deontay did seem like he was kind of like, he wasn't prepared for the emotional toll that this show was going to have on him. Playing this game, it, it took a lot out of him. He was very upset after both banishments. He didn't like being the one that was accusing someone of being a traitor and then being wrong. Like, he took this to heart. He cried after the last episode. Then Phaedra, low-down ass, went over there and hugged him and, 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 and shaped his head like he was a baby. You know how you shape the baby head? <laughs> she over there rubbing his head, shaping the baby head. Uh, talking about it's gonna be okay. We need you here and all like this. Like Phaedra won behind all this shit. I love it. Phaedra is doing this game so good and so hilariously. I need her to be on every single reality television competition show going forward. If they do another season of Celebrity Big Brother, Phaedra, I need your ass on it. I'm just saying. We pick up from the last episode where the traitors have had to do their murder in plain sight. Poverty is walking around and running out of time because, you know, they gave him a time limit. It has to be done by midnight or by the time they all go to bed. And she has to figure out who she's going to get to drink out of the chalice so that they can be murdered. You know, normally they go into the turret. They decide who they want to send a murder letter to. That person get murdered and then, you know, it's done. Oh, my God, I can't believe it when they be done it. But, no, this time they got to do it in plain sight. She tried with Sheree first. Remember, her first target on the Housewives. Stay tuned on that, okay? And then she tried MJ because her and Dan are trying to phase Phaedra out. We'll get into all that a little bit later on. Neither would do so, so she has to go to a different room, and she decides, <laughs> Oh, my ekin Sue, Lord, Lord, not my ekin Jesus. Take me instead, Lord, not ekin Sue, Jesus. Oh, Lord, e e listen, ekin Sue was drunk boots, okay? Drunk boots, and poverty used that to her advantage. She walked right over and had that lady that damn glass. And the Ekin Sue didn't look for backwash, spittle, none of that. She just got to drinking. Child, I would have too. Go and drink this little piece of uh, this little piece of Romeo and Juliet juice, and, and carry your ass back to Davide. Love you, sis. <laughs> The next day, they show up to breakfast, and the three traders are actually the first ones to arrive. And Poverty let it be known that Ekin had to be the victim because of sheer time. She was running out of time. She had to get somebody to do it before the clock struck 12, and uh, a burgit ass turned into a pumpkin. <laughs> let me stop. <laughs> I tickle my damn self. I don't care if y'all laugh or not. I tickles me, okay? But as the people started funneling in, everybody including Ekansu, including Ekansu, showed up to breakfast. Child, everybody except Deontay. See, I would have thought it was his ass was the one that hit the old dusty trail, but I guess they had already been given a heads up. Somebody came in and said, oh, by the way, you going to notice that uh, the tall black man ain't here no more. They're like, Marcus, no, Deontay, bitch, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Anyway, Phaedra almost stroked out finding out that Ekansu was the first victim. and But, but remember... She actually voted against Ekansu in their previous meeting. So, see, this is all a part of Dan and Poverty's plan. If they couldn't knock out a housewife, they could at least throw suspicion onto Phaedra. But don't worry, because Phaedra go wrap that ass up a little bit later on in the episode. Another random thing that came out of breakfast, though, was how many people find Kevin from Bling Empire to be annoying as fuck. See, 
They say he eat too damn much. He eat with his mouth open. Uh, he talk plenty, like cash money shit, all of the things, okay? That's okay, Kevin. You can come over here and eat with your mouth open all you want. No, I'm just playing. No, the fuck you can't. That shit will work my goddamn nerves so damn bad. One thing I can't stand is somebody that one raised with some damn home training. Close your damn mouth, okay? That nasty. I, I got to sit up here. At a, uh, uh, in a damn Irish or Scottish castle and watch you d d chew your damn food gnawing on shit like you ain't got no damn home training. I know you lying. Oh, I was about to make a bad joke. Let me not say it. <laughs> I was about to bring up somebody on Bling Empire, but I ain't gonna say it. I ain't gonna say it. Side note, can I just say that one of my favorite things about the traders is that Dan Giesling is really one of us. Dan gets so damn tickled by Phaedra, it's shameful. I don't know if you've noticed, but Dan loves Phaedra and her theatrics. And let me tell you what I think it is. I don't think he's ever like sat down and watched an episode of The Housewives. I watched his um his live and he talked about The Housewives a little bit. And he was saying how he doesn't watch, but his wife watches. So he knew like some of the people like peripherally. I don't think he's ever watched. So I he's not familiar with like people like Phaedra being high comedy or somebody like Larsa being, not Larsa, uh, Tamara being nothing but pure mess. They are Larsa too, shit. <laughs> not me excluding Larsa. Now, Larsa, you pure mess too. Baby, I need to do a compilation because from episode one, Dan has been getting his life, okay? Getting his entire life through Phaedra. After breakfast, Larsa starts rallying the troops against who she thinks is leading the traitors. Now, keep in mind, they haven't correctly banished anybody at this point. Any damn body. First Peppermint, nope, I'm a faithful. Then Max, nope, I'm a faithful. Then Deontay, I'm emotional. So it was just a lot going on, okay? She thinks that it's a strong competitor who can take the lead. So she narrows it down. Look, she looked right past Bergy and she said, no, nah, Bergy don't, ain't doing shit. Uh, Kevin too damn dumb to do shit. Peep too damn nice to do shit. She narrowed it down. She said it's either CT or Dan. And when I think alpha male, I think CT. In the kitchen, though, Janelle, Dan, Bergie, and Trishelle are talking. And they think Ekansu is actually a traitor. Child, little did they know it was about to be a whole lot of slow singing and flower bringing for my Ekin. Oh, Ekin, my Ekin. Forever, my captain. Child, they didn't even know that, uh, <laughs> they didn't even invite Davide to the damn funeral. They could have at least invited, uh, Maya Jamma or somebody. Somebody to be with the family during this time of bereavement, child. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, Ekin. I'm so dead. Lord, Ekin, I'm upset. It's going to take me a while to get over this, Jesus. I'm going to have to take to the bed. I don't think I can go to work tomorrow, child. <laughs> After this, Dan and Poverty are in the kitchen, and they kind of make it clear that it's them against Phaedra. Now, why the hell Phaedra got the short end of the stick, okay? Just because she playing the best game? Just because nobody suspects her? Just because everybody in the house loves her? Well, damn, those actually, hold on. Damn, them, that's three good-ass reasons, actually. Never mind. <laughs> Let me be quiet. I guess that's why I'm not on the damn show. I would chat. They would have booted me out that motherfucker like uh, Peppermint. <laughs> My bad. Phaedra, I'm sorry. You're on your own, sis. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to rock with you, Phaedra, but chat, they, they might have a point, Phaedra. I'm, I'm sorry, girl. Uh, go on, go back to uh, Aiden and, uh, what is it, Aiden and Dylan, and maybe they can uh, help Apollo and chat. Let me leave Apollo alone. <laughs> Now it's time for the funeral, and the challenge all rolled up in one. 
Everybody is dressed in black and they Sunday's best. And they're all about to walk along with the funeral procession. The goal is to get as many of people in the carriage as possible so that they can like guess who the actual murder victim is. Along the way, they'll have to like answer some questions to help get people in the carriage. First things first, all the people with shields from the previous challenge, so Janelle, Peter, and Tamara, they get on the carriage automatically. The first question that they encounter is, all of the people born in the same year are safe. Girl, when I tell you this shit was funny as hell, MJ started panicking because she was like, oh, hell no. My doctor don't even know how damn old I am. My husband don't even know how old I am. And now y'all want me to tell it all on Peacock? No, be hell no. Now, see, maybe if it was uh, Discovery Plus and that low-ass viewership, but not on no damn Peacock, okay? But the funniest was when Sandra, a.k.a. our Survivor Queen, found out that her and Larsa were born in the same year. That lady said, I would have never guessed Larsa and I were the same age because she looks at least 10 to 12 years older than me. Sandra, I know you fucking lying. <laughs> but I feel you. Ooh, now listen, these motherfuckers funny. So this means that Dan, Kevin, Larsa, and Sandra can get on the carriage. They're all safe. They're not the murder victim. And now we can move on to the next question. Now they arrive at this off-key singing-ass, bad-song-singing-ass choir, and they sing the question, who of the people not in the carriage did Johnny Bananas trust the most? Now, child, Johnny Bananas' ass been gone since we got to Scotland, but he made it into a damn question. This was an easy one, though, because obviously... He has the most history with the people from the challenge. People like CT, people like Trishel. Oh, are those the only other people? Uh, yeah, duh, they the answer. They answer the question correctly, and those two get on the carriage. Now they get to the final clue. It was a callback from that. <laughs> it was a callback from the challenge where Tamara kept asking this damn man in Parliament if he had an inhaler. Tamara's so damn messy, and I love every minute of it. That. <laughs> Tamara knew her ass was okay and kept asking this damn. That man told y'all he was asthmatic. He didn't say he needed an inhaler that day. Y'all leave that damn man alone. All the people who wore red during that challenge, they were the ones that got to get on the carriage. So that's Phaedra, Bergie, Sheba Sheree, and John from Parliament. Now the only ones remaining are MJ, Parvati, and Ekin, my Ekin. Oh, Ekin. Ooh, now this, let me tell you something. This is where Peacock would have had me fucked off, okay? Child, they get to this last location, and they make Ekin my Ekin, Poverty, and MJ get in their own personal coffins. Uh-uh, see, that's that's too close to playing with death for me. I don't like that now. Fuck around and take a power nap in that bitch and not wake up. Uh-uh, now you crib walking in front of uh, uh, Paul at the pearly gates. No, ma'am. See, but now the others, the safe players, they have to predict who they think is uh, like the murder victim by placing a black rose, child, notice like the bachelor, placing a black rose inside of that person's coffin. Listen, them people were convinced that MJ <laughs> was the one that had been murdered, uh, the C. Brown, C. Murder. They were convinced that was one that was murdered. They were convinced that MJ was finna be the one to go have lunch with Michael Jackson and Black Widow, okay? Everybody put their black rose in her coffin. 
only to find out that Ekin my Ekin, oh, Ekin my Ekin was headed to the crossroads with Bone Thugs and Harmony. Oh, Ekin, oh, that's okay. Go get dicked by Davide and just, did you'll be all right, babe. I, 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 I was rooting for you to last more than four episodes, but I, I never expected it to happen. It's okay, baby. They're back at the castle now, and we hear Larsa's theory again about an alpha man being behind all of this. Sandra hangs out with the housewives because she wants to be in good with all the groups, okay? You know, she's a gamer by nature because she's on Survivor, so she's cool with the big brother to challenge people. You know, they all CBS child. And then she wants to hang out with the housewives because they're the only, you know, they're the other mini gang gang in the house. So she, she look, she feel like her time. <laughs> she feel like Lars's time is coming to an end, okay? Because her damn mouth too big. In the other room, Parvati is planting seeds against Larsa, but mostly about the housewives overall, because she says that they, quote unquote, act all of the time. This is also when we see Janelle bring up Larsa toasting to Marcus uh, when after he got murdered at breakfast. Well, he didn't get murdered at breakfast, but you know, they came to breakfast. Don't she was like, uh, damn, Phaedra, I'm so upset and couldn't get that tear out. She's referring to that moment. And then Larsa stood up. She said, cheers to Marcus. And everybody took their drink and they had a sip. Mm -mm. This, listen, now they all think that she was responsible for poisoning Ekin, my Ekin. Oh, Ekin. I just want anybody to get revenge. Oh, my Ekin. The housewives plus Sandra go to the pictures on the wall and they narrow it down to CT and Dan and they decide to target CT at the banishment ceremony. But Sandra, a double agent to the bullshit basically, goes to Kevin and Dan in the hallway and she tells them everything, everything. And this sets up an amazing banishment ceremony, okay? Larsa did not see what was coming for her ass, baby. And that's a lot of ass to see. Janelle kicks off the banishment ceremony with her theory about Larsa doing the cheers at breakfast. Baby, Larsa, let me tell you, so Larsa be ready for their asses. Janelle said the cheers was weird. Larsa said, well, I think you're weird. I think how selfish you are is weird. Why would I murder my own boyfriend? But too late, Larsa, because Pete, Pilot Pete, Bachelor Pete, uh, uh, Tan Pete came in. He said murdering your boyfriend would actually be brilliant and throw suspicion off of you. Chat, this leads to CT and Larsa. In, uh, now, how they wound up getting into it, I don't know. Like, Pete didn't catch a stray or anything, but CT and Larsa wound up getting into it. And Larsa launches a ton of accusations against him, saying that he's the head of the snake. Chat, not Hydra, anybody but Hydra, not Hell Hydra. Kevin hates Larsa's theory. He hates the whole, like, it's got to be an alpha male, got to be an alpha male type thing. And MJ says, well, if you would hate it because it would fit if you were the, you know, the traitor. And this leads to a back and forth <laughs> between those two. Kevin told it lady, if I were a traitor, the first thing I would do is get rid of you because I find you to be highly annoying. Now, why, why MJ got to get jumped like that? MJ ain't did nothing to nobody. But this is when Parvati steps in. She said, okay, look, I appreciate y'all doing all this, but let me get it really started. Let me get the shit started, baby. Parvati steps right in to throw Phaedra and the housewives as a collective right under the bus. And, but listen, they get her ass right together. Them folk jump Parvati, okay? The housewives jump Survivor. 
Phaedra is now starting to see what's going on and she is on the defensive. Phaedra is livid because this is clearly throwing heat on her, not just because she's a housewife, like, you know, obviously they got a little gang gang in there, but she's a fellow trader. So now she's feeling like, okay, you motherfuckers making a move. Don't worry about it. Let's get this shit started. They start the votes with Dan, and as they keep going, a few names keep emerging. Larsa, Kevin, and a random-ass vote for John. Sheree, what the fuck are you doing on this show? Sheree, you should have watched a few seasons with Roger Bob and Bob Whitfield while wiping the sweat off his forehead and learned how this game works. Larsa throws it... <laughs> Sheree throws out these random ass votes and then gets mad when a faithful goes home. Maybe if you actually threw out an argument that made sense, you could help sniff out the traitors. Damn, at this point, just write down Portia or Marlo name next and they not even on the damn show. Larsa gets the most votes and to no surprise to anybody, she reveals that she is in fact a faithful, not a traitor. This means that they fucked up double time this episode. Not only did they fail to get the 20,000 uh, when they, you know, picked MJ over Ekansu, they also have failed to banish a traitor. Yet another faithful has left the building. You guys, you gotta get it on track. What's going on, man? Now we're at the turret with the traitors. See, I want to pose a question before I get into this because I'm going to read Phaedra's monologue word for word. Is it smart for the traders to start turning on each other so damn early? Or is it actually too late? Y'all know this is my first season watching all the way through. I tried to get through last season. I don't watch the international ones, but now that I'm obsessed with this show, I'm absolutely going to watch all of them that are available to me. Um, But I'm wondering if it's too early. I need to reach out to somebody and ask them that like watches this show religiously. But just from like a gaming point of view, like, okay, let me, let me take it to uh, Big Brother terms. Um, it makes me feel like they're getting overzealous and striking too early like they do on Big Brother. Because, you know, Big Brother, somebody like week three will be like, oh, I want my HOH to uh, really to really matter. So I'm going to go out to the biggest fish in the house and put up their best friend and all this kind of stuff. And then it might work that week. But then the next week, they always go out the door. So I'm wondering if that's what's happening in this case. But I couldn't tell you because, child, I'm new just like y'all are. Um, now... For this amazing moment in reality TV history, baby Phaedra got it started. She said, word for word, because you know I'm messy. She said, that wasn't cool for you to go in there and try to throw me under the bus. When you do stuff like that, it brings attention to me. Like, oh, they work together. They're on a show. I'm like, are you kidding me? No one likes you, Parvati. Everyone says you're a fucking traitor. We can be in this game together, but you're going to play fair. And if you don't, you have more problems than the faithful. I'm playing very fair with you. So don't you do that to me. Both of you. She turned to Dan and said, both of you. Get them told, Phaedra. You better get them told, okay? See, Dan, this is where you're showing your cards too much. Acting like a Bambi-eyed bitch when Phaedra calls you out. Like, what? What happened? What, huh? What happened? I missed it. Dan, please, you are one of the best strategists in reality TV history. Phaedra is not falling for it. Y'all need to rein it back in and at least make Phaedra think that y'all are 100% on her side. Otherwise, it's going to be a, some slow singing and flower bringing for y'all asses too because if I had to put all three of y'all against each other, listen, we, we know more about how Phaedra operates, okay? We know how Phaedra operates in real life. So in a game, 
Oh, shit. I would never want to play Spades with Phaedra. Phaedra, tear my ass up. I already know that. Y'all, that's all I got for you. I hope you enjoyed this recap. I hope you're enjoying the, the Traders recaps because, honestly, I'm loving talking about it. It's what's keeping me going right now. I love to meet some Traders. If there's anything you want me to talk about in particular this week, y'all know what to do. Hit me up on Spotify. I love the question and answer section that they have over there. Drop that comment down there. Let me know. Or let me know what y'all are thinking. What do y'all think is going to happen after this week? Do y'all think Phaedra's in big, deep trouble? Do y'all think Dan is going to switch sides? Do y'all think poverty is going to back down? Will the housewives reign supreme? What do you think is going to happen? I want to know. I want to know all your theories, okay? Y'all, I've been Kendrick, and I'll see ya. Oh, wow. You sat through that entire episode? Well, aren't you special? You deserve a treat. Why don't you head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave me a five-star rating and review for free. Need to contact me? Email me at realitycomics2 at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and up-to-date information about the podcast at realitycomics2. That's T-O-O. Reality and Comics 2 is a Cloud 10 and iHeartMedia podcast. This is Kendrick, and I'll see you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.